When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hempresent. Our radio resident Hemposapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 26th year and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest, also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer radio warren at an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle, my goal is to spread the green flame of 420 tooth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hemp Present is South African cannabis enthusiast Tanya Jardine, joining me momentarily. The use of cannabis in South Africa is illegal both for medical and recreational use, and it's been restricted since 1922. There's a current push by activists to make an exemption for medical and religious applications of the herb, which is commonly referred to as daga. It's widely accepted that cannabis was brought to Africa by Arab or Hundi travelers and then introduced to the southern regions of the continent by Bantu settlers in their migration south. The indigenous Khoisan and Bantu peoples already were utilizing cannabis in the years before the Europeans settled in the Cape around 1652. Wikipedia reports that longitudinal studies by the Medical Research Council indicate that in 2004, there were 2.2 million cannabis users in South Africa, and by 2008, that number had grown by as many as a million people. It's also reported that Interpol rated South Africa as the fourth largest producer of cannabis in the world. And the Institute for Security Studies reports that as much as a third of the cannabis seized globally originated in South Africa, as well as the majority of cannabis seized in the United Kingdom. Who knew? I'm fortunate to have a South African medical cannabis patient and advocate on the line with me today to speak directly to you. Tanya Jardine is a South African holistic practitioner who works in the fields of aromatherapy, reflexology, transpersonal counseling, kinesiology, and nutrition. And she herself is a medical cannabis patient. Jardine and her husband have personally felt the sting of prohibition in their country, as she and she's been kind enough to join me today to tell us about it. How's it, Tanya? Welcome to Hempresent on Cannabis Radio. Thank you very much, Vivian. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Our pleasure. 
Let, let's start with your cannabis advocacy. You have endured five bouts with cancer, and in 2014, yes. your home was raided by the police, and your husband was arrested for the cannabis you were growing for medicinal purposes. And I think you've been raided uh, in addition to that. Can you tell us about the raids that you've endured? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were quite bizarre to start with. Uh, my husband gave me a phone call. I was actually picking up my daughter from school. How's that for perfect? Um, I arrived. He phoned me and said to me, look, I've been bad. I thought he was joking initially, but we knew at some point something like that might happen. You know, it's always that risk. Um, I arrived at my home <laughs> to find it surrounded by police. The road was actually closed off. Uh, they were apparently expecting, I don't know, they mentioned guns and all this sorts of kinds of things. What they found was my husband playing FIFA in our house. Um, but the thing was, our house was literally, there was cannabis everywhere. It was like growing everywhere. You know, the, it was it was in the bathroom. We had plants in the bathroom. We had plants in the kitchen. You know, I had a backyard about 300 plants in and a back flat we were doing indoor growing <laughs> so like, they, they were all the stages of like you know clones, mothers vegetating plants blooming plants, second blooming plants and everybody outside and water flowers and all this kind of thing and my husband just took it like he just took it calmly and he just kind of like walked them through everything you know and yeah, the reporters came in and the cameras arrived and we couldn't believe it. We were like, come on, are you serious? I'm not going to be <laughs> on TV over it. But yeah, they eventually they confiscated all our stuff. They took, well, obviously the cannabis, the drying cannabis, all our lights, equipment, everything, anything. They, they even wanted to take my books, but someone said to them, look at the information. It's free information. You can buy it at any bookshop. Which is not true. I actually ordered them from <laughs> America, but um, yeah, no, it that one was alright, except for the fact that obviously it's financially crippling. Um, it's not like we're running on a hell of a profit. We 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 were running to cover costs as such. It's a full time job, you know. In any case, the second time wasn't so cool because in the interim I got sick again. I started with Paget nipple cancer. And I told them when they took my cannabis, do you know that you are actually risking my life? So the second time, they 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 had to arrest me because my husband has had several arrests for cannabis, which is not difficult in South Africa. I mean, it's like if you have one possession charge or maybe, okay, in his case, three possession charges, a fourth possession charge, you are looking at jail time. So it would have been his fourth charge. Uh, obviously saying, hello, this is all mine. To which they were rather disappointed. We could actually see the disappointment on their faces. Um, and they took everything again. They always made sure exactly to take the claim. Now, you said, I, I, even, I, read, I read from you that they didn't rip the plants up. They took the entire living plants. Absolutely. Not one plant was killed. Not one. I pulled out my heroina. As it came to, I was on, I was on mushrooms at the time. I was microdosing. And everything was just so you know, real. And it, as my, 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 my heroin came past, I pulled it right out. And the one guy said to me, I wouldn't do that again. But I made sure I thought, mm -mm, not again. And my husband pulled out our chem mother. So he thought, you guys are getting this. He actually saved some of our clones so we could carry on again. Nice. By throwing his shirt over our bubble planet.
But yeah, they took me in, um, out of epileptic fit in the cell, banged my head open, bit of a part of my tongue. The next morning when they found me, they called emergency, the EMTs, and they weren't happy with my state, but um, and they wanted to take me into hospital. But I was rather agitated. They kept on asking me for medicine. I kept on telling them, well, you have it. So what would you like me to do about it? But luckily my husband was already there with my lawyer and they actually released me on a Saturday morning, which doesn't happen. How much time they did your husband get? You over weekend. How much time did your husband get in jail? Um, no, he didn't. That was his third conviction. Yeah, when they arrested him. And we just feel guilty because they printed like a, a book with all our cannabis in it. <laughs> it was like, our lawyer said to us, look, I never plead guilty, but the evidence is it's a shocker. You would actually be, you know, there'd still be mitigating circumstances and so forth if we just plead guilty. To which we did. We plead guilty and in, in our way of thinking, we'd rather just get it done. You know, you don't want that something hanging over your head and not knowing exactly what was going to happen. Because financially, I mean, you've got your fees on your lawyer to pay, you know, life carries on. They've taken all your equipment. <laughs> and then nine months later, they came back and did it again. My case was withdrawn because the warrant wasn't filled out. But we tried to ask for the warrant, but they were just like, what, like storm troopers came past us. I actually said to them, well, you guys obviously know exactly where you're going. You know, was there a robbery? <laughs> are you trying to find someone at the back of my house? What, what are you doing? You know, kind of thing. It was it was unreal, but yeah, it was it it totally put us back financially. It I wouldn't say it traumatized my child because she's always known exactly what we do. Um, but the newspaper reporting, she said, oh, she was looking downward, crying. She was not. She was actually sitting there with her laptop watching them. So nothing, yeah. So nothing got stolen because that's how it goes in South Africa. You know, they raid your house and half your shit goes missing. Oh. Huh. Yeah, no, As... it wasn't a pleasant experience. It was not a pleasant experience at all. But I don't blame the police. I blame the laws that they have to uphold. And the people then that obviously start trouble with you. <laughs> Tonya, as someone uh, as someone who sports his share of ink, I was I found it interesting that the newspaper thought it noteworthy to state that you have tattoos. They also reported that several of your neighbors had gone on record supporting you and your husband when the bust went down. How has your community responded to the bust? Um, very supportive. The article that they ran in the local newspaper, the Herald, got so much support and people saying why are these laws still in order and blah 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 and people know and people we've helped and they 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 really came and uh, came out in numbers so much so that the newspaper actually ran an article the next day asking public opinion on the legalization of cannabis you know and once again everybody came out in numbers to support the legalization of cannabis as you said we we were smoking <laughs> country a lot of people smoke and more than the statistics would reflect because many people will never admit they smoke not for the jobs they have in south africa it's still very taboo our laws go back to the apartheid era as you mentioned it was 1922 or around the 20s back then it was apartheid rule and they have not changed these laws so they are still very very harsh yeah no they are what what are the penalties if somebody's caught with say uh an eighth of, of pot, 
uh, or an ounce of, of cannabis, what are the penalties in South Africa? That would be a possession charge. It all depends. It all depends on the situation, how you handled it, how they handled it, if there was violence involved, um, resisting arrest or anything like that. But a possession charge, you could walk on 300 rand compared so, to a couple of thousand. So it all depends. So, so, and and, and a rand is a South African dollar, right? Yes, yes. That'd how about strains? Are there... Are there South African strains that uh, are popular that we might not recognize? What are the names of a few of the top strains that you guys well, like? I think, you, I think you guys, do you mean like uh, genetics? Yeah. For like that, you mentioned, you mentioned lemon haze. You mentioned lemon haze to me. Um, uh, which, okay, Yana, look, we, we, South Africans are growing all sorts of genetics. There's Nowhere they are not digging around and buying, and they must not always hit the, the mark. So we've got awesome guys, and we've got a lot of people trying. But, yeah, we, we smoke it all, hey, the super lemon houses, the chem dogs. We've got friends over there that, you know, send us seeds. You know, the, 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 we used to do some growing for Gage Green. We've done some for uh, Greenhouse. Yeah, no, but otherwise, you know, we've got our local strains are... You all know Durban Poison, and then you get your Swazi, and you get your Malawi, not so much anymore, because things have changed in Africa. The Malawi's not so much there anymore. When we were youngsters in the 90s, that was like, yeah, you know, Malawi gold is a thing. I also have the, had the Transcar, which they have. We had the Transcar, which is also a homeland, where cannabis flourished, and there's a specific area in the Siki Siki where, oh, there was such nice cannabis. It really was. Just be like this peppery kind of cannabis. Absolutely awesome. But as far as strains go, there's nothing people don't order. You know, Attitude Seed Bank, I think, did a lot for that. Tanya, uh, it's time to take our first break. I'm talking to Tanya Jardine, uh, direct from South Africa to you. Uh, We're going to take a first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws here. Word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come back for our second segment. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. 
Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with South African cannabis enthusiast, Tonya Jardine. Tonya, what can you tell us about Thandeka Kunene and the House of Hemp? Well, it all depends what you want to know, because that is a long story. Um, I can tell short you version. The short version, she started working at the CSIR, which is the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research. She, she acquired a license somehow to do industrial commercial research and spent, from 1992 onwards, spending over 500 million rand of government-funded money um, trying to grow hemp all over the country and apparently failing, we hear. At the moment, they have a facility at Dubai Trade Port, which is next to King Shaka Airport. Um, they are Dutch glass houses, which they grow cannabis in. There's also other things that get grown, apparently, like cucumbers and peppers, and I think the other one's basil. I'm not exactly sure. Um but they have now actually come out and she is standing in the field of what is cannabis um, inside these glass houses. So she's really, but I think it's worthy to note when she was studying, she was staying with the ex-opposition party leader, Helen Villa of the Democratic Party and who became premier of the Western Cape and also ex-mayor of Cape Town. And as for the House of Hemp, we have Rampela Mampela uh, as chairperson of HIH, which is House of Hemp. She's very politically connected and has been the only license holder for cannabis in South Africa. Now, the, the Republic of South Africa uh, Department of Health is considering a medical innovation bill. Can you tell us anything about that? We are not happy with that bill. Not at all. It does not address the issues of the illegality of cannabis. It is an area where we're sitting with decriminalization and where government will be holding a monopoly over the whole cannabis industry as they are more interested in uh, things like sativics and, you know, like the polls and they will be on control of oil when making the oil. So it will all be government departmental, basically. Um, to in order for you to become eligible for license to go for government, but these are just uh, they they. If you have a cannabis con, if you have any conviction, there is no way you can get a license. It is basically you have to be really rich to be able to tick all the boxes for that license. So it's not accessible to the whole nation, and we want access for all. We want full legalization. So we are opposable. In fact, it was. Great when it was brought up, and it was the first thing that happened regarding cannabis in South Africa in Parliament that someone had the balls to say something because they were dying of cancer. Um, 
but yes, we 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 want a different ball. We're not happy with that. What, what kind of a what kind of reform movement exists in South Africa at the moment? Uh, are there are there groups working on, uh, on on legalization? Is there a normal chapter or something like that, or the equivalent of it? Um, South Africa. The bad thing about it is we argue a lot amongst all the different. I'm going to call them factions, but there are groups. There are groups working towards goals. One which. Jeremy, David, Acton, they were in the Cape Town High Court. And they actually won the case against the state regarding uh, possession of cannabis, personal use, and for medicinal use, and even for cultivation within your own home for a certain amount of cannabis. Um, And they ruled that you should be allowed to do this, and that government has 24 months, or parliament has 24 months, to take a look at the previous laws. So that was like a great thing. And then it was appealed. So it's not very long after that by every government department, which puts us back to the previous laws being in place, where it's still completely legal. Um, there's another case coming up called the Trial of the Plants. Now, the 31st of July, which will also shed more light on which way it's going to go. But to be honest with you, government will never, I don't honestly see government let going of this thing. It's, uh, they've already sold rights and land to a Canadian hemp company, for instance. Huh. Biotech's involved. You know, it's getting funky, this side. It really is. Now, 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 your government's also considering a cannabis control bill that's essentially a legalization bill that, at my first reading, appears to me to be in some ways more progressive than anything we have here in the States, including provisions to forbid the import, use, and testing of GMO cannabis, as well as the use of glyphosate or Roundup in cannabis eradication. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. The only bit is that uh, they haven't officially recognized the ball. It's been given to them was given to them at the roundtable discussions. It was given to them uh, to the department that is handling the medical innovation bill as such. And various members of parliament, but we haven't heard anything back from them on the innovation bill. It's a great bill. It really is. And I give credit there to my friend Andre Duplessis, who um, he's, he's been around. <laughs> and... Um, it's a great bill. It really is. But the, the the MRB, as we call it, the Medical Innovation Bill, there's just so many little government loops, you know, where they're keeping everything in a government monopoly. And we honestly need full legalization in order for it to be beneficial to all our people, from the richest to the poorest and everywhere in between, you know. In, in America... Tonya, here in America, cannabis is pretty prevalent in pop culture, in music, and in movies, and now even on television. Uh, you, you guys smoke and use a lot of cannabis in South Africa. Do you have the same? Is it have the same uh, uh, prestige and uh, high profile in your pop culture? Very much so. Very much so. Sometimes you have to kind of remind people, hey, you're in South Africa. <laughs> you know, you're not in America. Now, we are very aware of what's happening there. When it comes to, you know, people are like they're constantly on the internet looking at the research that's happening because our culture here is very anti cannabis. It really is. Like I said, with all our partner thing. And there's like a small major hangover from all races towards cannabis, slowly but surely. You know, the, people, the only people that are really willing to listen are the people that are either sick or half-dying, you know? 
they have to get to that point. And then if they know a family member that has benefited from the oil treatment, you know, it's slowly starting to see that there is a benefit. I mean, our own uh, expert to government, Joey Coase, the MCC, she denied completely that there's any benefit in cannabis, even though there are all these wonderful researchers she can go look at, and she just didn't care, it seems. You know, it's like, but it was rescheduled overnight to a schedule six, you know, to, to schedule six. How, there how is about, some benefit. How about in the indigenous cultures there? Uh, is that a part of cannabis, a part of their culture? Absolutely. That- this is what's, yeah. You were sorry, you were saying? Well, I was just going to say, I know that there's various aspects of indigenous culture, but there's, so they, cannabis is a part of their daily existence as well? Um, yeah, as, as probably speaking, yes. Um, in other occasions, there's still a lot of smoking going down. Uh, but what happened in South Africa with our indigenous tribes, or if you want to call it as, as such, is that Westernization's really taken hold. And, you know, tribal life is it's not really there anymore. It's in places like if you go to Swaziland, you'll find tribal villages, or the trans sky. There are some small settlements there. But, for instance, government went in the areas where, where, where they grow their cannabis. They go and spray with glyphosate. They fly over the helicopters and spray the people with glyphosate. That's what they do. I mean, the animals get sick. They get sick. It's, it's, a, it's an atrocity what is actually happening here in regarding to cannabis and on local guys, you know, it's terrible. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm speaking to, I'm speaking to Tanya Jardine, a South African cannabis activist, patient and enthusiast. We're going to take our second pause, hear word from our sponsors and advertisers. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back for our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. Oh, We're coming now, right wanna back. Lama tell you something now about a game for your phone. Gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, 
back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Cannabis Radio with our final questions for South African cannabis enthusiast, Tanya Jardine. Tanya, is there a way that folks uh, that are listening to this uh, broadcast can track what's going on in your country in regards to cannabis form uh, and a way that others around the world listening to this podcast could get involved and show support? Um, we have one, I could give you one of the ones that's the most on the button all the time with what is happening in cannabis, which is a website. It's, I cannot give you the address. www.highalert.highalert.com alert one word dot co dot za and there's I'm a sorry, what, was the, what was the last part dot ca dot dot co dot za so www dot high alert dot co dot za and they have a crew of journalists doing podcasts recording live and posting updates to what is happening and they're not better than following <laughs> or waiting for government to post anything you know really is. And there's also the International Cannabis Union, which constantly updates on what is happening in South Africa. And yeah, most of the people get hold of people through there. Ask questions there, anything you need to know. Paperwork, government information. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah, you've been through you've been through so much uh, with your health and with the, the government there and everything. And you know, you're just so resilient and so graceful and everything. Uh, you're just quite a person. Uh, I'm so thankful to have this opportunity to speak with you. I hope someday we'll be standing on the same plot of land and we can burn a fat one down. But until then, uh, sister, you hang tough. You stay strong and you keep shining your light. We'll do, man, and we will. We will definitely have that joint because we will be coming over to America soon. <laughs> well, yes, I hope you'll come over for Seattle Hemp Fest sometime, uh, and we will well, certainly we have an opportunity to send some smoke signals. Yeah, we need to do some passing that side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tanya, thank you so much, Tanya Jardine, for being on Hemp Presenting Cannabis Radio. Hempy trails to you, sister. You same to you. Cheers. Now I want to get to a weekly feature for 10% on CannabisRadio.com, and that's the quote of the week. And here it is, and I quote, Jurisdictions that have legalized medical marijuana, decriminalized possession of marijuana and or other drugs, or tolerated limited retail sales have not experienced significant, if any, increases in marijuana or other drug use. And that is from the American Public Health Association. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.